Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, former L.A. County Supervisor Don Canabi, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful guest for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is the former L.A. County Supervisor, Don Kanabi. Don, welcome back to Straight Talk. Art, it's always nice to be with you. Uh, we've been together a long time, so uh, a thank long you for time. having me. Thank you for having me. You bet, you bet. How does it feel, uh, Don, uh, 20 years as an L.A. County Supervisor, termed out, and he's been out of office now for about a year, just about a year. What does it feel like? not being in office well it feels wonderful uh <laughs> absolutely uh you know i had an incredible journey uh, i was very fortunate in my career to be able to do a lot of different things and as you look back and you you realize the intensity uh the pressures that you carried of trying to balance the needs of 10 million people and national issues and budgets of 26 27 billion dollars these are not little dinky little things that you have to deal with and uh, as you've heard me say on your show so many times, you know, people didn't call our office to say thank you. They called because they were in crises. So until you remove yourself from that and chasing that for 20 years as supervisor and 15 before that as dean's chief of staff, you realize that the pressure that you're under. And when you take that step back, it's like, whew, it's a deep breath. Big relief. It, it's a big relief. And while still involved, and obviously, you know, the county has a big part of my heart, and uh, willing to help out where I can, it, it's totally different. Uh, the pace of the schedule, seven days a week, uh, being able to go to Costco on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon instead of in the middle of a Saturday when everybody's there. I mean, little things like that. Uh, uh, I miss my staff incredibly. I mean, I had an incredible staff yeah, that did a lot for me. And, and so loyal to you uh, and with you for such a long time. And you know, I mean, I have to go to the post office now. I know. The <laughs> UPS store. I have to do all these things that I've never had to do. And, and uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying my my space, you know, yeah. with a lot of folks hovering. Uh, so it's it's been a an easy transition. My, they asked my wife, well, how long has it taken Don to to get used to being retired? And, and she said about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julie was absolutely part of the team. And, oh, absolutely. And contributed yeah. a lot. So to she your she likes the new pace too. So yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, you, you get a deep satisfaction out of helping so many folks. As you've said uh, on our show and elsewhere, uh, you don't get calls on a, on a, when someone's having a good day. Uh, yeah. So there's a satisfaction in, in helping people solve their problems, but uh, the, the counterbalance to that is that it, it takes a big bite out of your life. Exactly, and, and it really does, and again, like I said earlier, you can't, you don't realize it until you take the step back and you don't, you know, you're, you're not at the board meeting on a Tuesday, you're not at MTA, you're not sanitary, I mean, whatever it may be that you're dealing with or the issues that you deal with. You know, I used to say, I mean, it's like getting a PhD in life. I mean, I could have yes. a meeting every 30 minutes and every, a different subject every time from law to 
trash to sewers to, you know, police, sheriff, I mean, whatever it may be, uh, it, it's, it's very intense. And you, you've got to be able to juggle all those balls. And that, that does put a pressure on your body that you don't realize until you're able to step away. But you do have the opportunity to make a real difference. Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's why you don't feel the pressure at the time yeah. until you step away because it's always, you're always helping someone or working to solve a problem or doing those kinds of things that really make a difference. It's my safe surrender program. It's, you know, it's libraries. It's, it's all the kinds of things talk that are for a Talk for a moment, Don, about the safe surrender, because that, uh, to, to yeah, me that, and to many of us, is so moving yeah. and, and so profoundly good. Well, it, you know, it's a program that came about in 2001 uh, with the article in the paper that baby Andrew had been thrown in a dumpster, uh, and this person found it. And I asked my staff to sort of look to see what we could do. I know that we could do some things at the county level, but would probably require legislation to have a real impact and see what we could do with Sacramento. In that search, they found the safe surrender law that had been on the books, signed by the governor for a year, but nobody knew about it. No hospital knew about it, no police station, no fire station, no one knew anything about it. So we put together a team of about 40 individuals that include the state and everything else. And within 30 days, we had a hotline up and operating in 127 different languages uh, for the safe surrender. Now, the, the essence well, of the program. Let's just go through the safe surrender. Yeah, so the essence of it is no shame, no blame, no gain. And all the mother has to do is to cross the threshold inside the hospital and hand the baby to the hospital. Can't leave it in the parking lot, can't leave it in a car. That or and obviously a fire not in, station. Not in a dumpster. Yeah, I mean, in a fire station or a police station. Uh, the no shame, no, no blame, blame. No name. No name. So when that baby is transferred to a caring facility, a medical facility or a police or fire facility, the baby gets a wristband, mom gets a wristband, okay? And mom has 14 days to reclaim, reclaim the yeah. baby by state law. Uh, that's happened twice in the 157 lives we've saved. Wait, uh, 157? Right, we just had seven this year since I've been gone. And so it's 157 lives that have been saved. Number one, number two, 157 wonderful families. And, uh, you, and you continue to meet with these families oh, as yeah. the kids get grown up. Uh, right. How moving must that be? Oh, it, it is every time. You know, I, I've had picnics with them and one of the last ones before I retired, I mean, this kid came up to me, he's about 12 years old, and he goes, hey, Mr. Canavi, I'm number 27. <laughs> you know, and I'm going, how cool is that? I mean, he knows where he came from, but yet he's got this wonderful, loving family. And I always reflect back and say, listen, in addition to lives being saved and families being created, you have 157 brave women Yep. They did the right thing instead of throwing that baby in a and trash Don, can, a dumpster, a river, or the ocean. And Don, that, that is a true legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back with this wonderful discussion uh, with our friend Don Canavi after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. 
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. Continuing our conversation with our friend Don Kanabi, we were talking about the Safe Surrender Program with 157 babies uh, safely surrendered and, and growing up, and the first are hitting college. And Don was telling me during the break that he's raised several hundred thousand dollars for scholarships for these kids as, right. they, get it, as they move into college. Right. We set up a scholarship committee. Um, we're doing our funding through, raising it through the Long Beach Community Foundation. Uh, so it's it's really great and fantastic. And, and he, absolutely. Well, let's look at the contemporary scene uh, with all of its uh, pluses and many of its warts. Uh, there's a lot of anger on both sides in the political dialogue. And you always used to say how great supervisors were because there were five of you. You could agree on something, get stuff done, and move on. Congress is quite different. Right. And the state legislature is quite different. And the degree of anger and disrespect uh, seems to be reaching epidemic of proportions. And I like your views on this whole problem. Well, I, I think just going back in, in my time in government to going back to the Reagan days and, and coming forward, um, you know, it, it always bothered me that when we make our annual trips or semi-annual trips to Washington, D.C., that you would get in a situation, there was a moment in time like with the LA County delegation, which is one of the largest. Um, there was a time when Lucille Roybar Allard and Jerry Lewis was able to bring Republicans and Democrats into one room and we could talk to them about our issues, whether it be welfare, whether it be health care, whether it be you know police, public protection, jails, whatever it may be. Uh, that went away very quickly and it's always been frustrating to me to go back there and find Dems not talking to Dems or Republicans not talking to Republicans or virtually across the aisle. And that animosity just continued to sort of weigh out of control. Then you have the confidence factor of the country uh, in this Congress and not very popular. Uh, but again, it was because they weren't solving issues. They talked about them, but they weren't working together. And it's just like, we don't want to give this party a heads up or this party a heads up. Uh, and at the end of the day, America loses. And but, but someone has defined politics as uh it's the art of compromise, the, the art of bringing people together. And we seem to be going just in the opposite Absolutely, direction. Absolutely, we are, we are going the opposite. And you know, for some reason, in the last several years, um, you know, compromise has become a very dirty and bad word, when at the end of the day, it's what we live on. If you look in your daily lives, if you look in your marriage, if you look at all the other things that you do, uh, it's yes. compromise. I mean, it's not just and yet, politics, if you, if you, you transfer that to the political side, uh, I think we'd be a lot better off. And if you compromise today as a, a Republican or even perhaps Democrat, uh, you can be drummed out of the party because you, you're not a, a loyal Republican. Well, that's, you, uh, that's what's happening. You see, so the Republicans are trying to hold their Republican votes, threaten their own members uh, that they're going to run somebody against them. The Democrats do the same thing. So instead of with compromise being a bad word, compromise is a good word because at the end of the day, hopefully you have a solution. Yes. And a solution is what we're looking for. 
and you have people on the ground doing the work like the boards of supervisors, city councils, mayors, local governments that are doing a lot of good things regardless of all the rhetoric and the hoopla that goes on around them. And if Congress is just not getting the message. You know, it, when, when the Republicans are in power, the Dems blame them. And when the Dems are in power, the Republicans blame them. Instead of saying work together, I mean, I can, you know, our delegation talking to them. I mean, I could tell you when someone else is in power, what they said about the other party and vice versa. And at the end of the day, and say, well, look, here we have some solutions. Um, you know, some of the workforce things that we dealt with, um, you know, dealing with some of the uh, senior administration people. We had a great program going here in Los Angeles County that could have been duplicated nationally. Yes. But... The White House didn't want to give the credit to some, you know, that kind of thing. You and know, you can get a lot done if you're not worried about who's getting credit right, for Right, there's it. that little rock I always had in my, my desk. It said, <laughs> it's amazing what can be accomplished when you don't worry about who gets the credit. Yeah. I mean, things like, uh, you know, I was on the Homeland Security Commission. I was a presidential appointee. And we had this mutual aid agreement that works very well for this large metropolis, the largest county in America. And Tom Ridge was open to taking that on a national level. We did that. So in the spirit of working together, the Republicans and Democrats, we all came together and created this thing, and it became a national uh, template for how to respond I, to various crises. And you can, it can happen. I would like to get back to the time when we realized that, first and foremost, we're all Americans. Exactly. We're not Republicans or Democrats. Exactly. We're Americans. And then move down from there. But that's, that's the overarching... Uh, consensus. You know, they tried a movement back there several years ago, um, and I think my, my uh, person that succeeded me, Janice Hahn, I think she was part of it, they tried this thing called a no-label, a no-label group of, of having Republicans and Democrats meeting together, and it, you know, it sort of fell apart pretty quick, only because their own parties went after the, their yeah. own members. Um, and, but you're right, I mean, that, you know, that's where, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill could shake hands, argue, disagree, but fix the problem, tax reform, yeah. health care reform, whatever it may be. Uh, but now it's just mean. It's, it's mean spirit. Social media, I mean, twisting and turning. And One congressman who I spoke to about this very problem uh, suggested that part of the reason for the problem is, is the fact that congressmen uh, need, feel the need to go back to their districts every weekend. This was not true historically. They're afraid to be labeled, oh, he's, he or she has gone Washington on us. We don't see him. So they need to go back. Now, when they weren't going back every weekend, there was a chance for the kids to play softball together or sports together, get to know one another as people. And, and that has been truncated now because they're not in Washington. They're all scattering back home right. to the district. And it, and it it's not a problem on the East Coast, but it's a big problem here. And yes. I mean, that's a miserable trip. I mean, these members of Congress. Look at Janice, your success. Why would someone want to give up being a United States congressman or congressperson for being a county supervisor? Well, travel would be one. And be how one. many million people do yeah. you represent? But I think more important than people you represent, you're able to do things with three votes versus trying to get yeah. a caucus to approve it or, you know, go through that process. No and one can veto what, what you guys do as, as supervisors. No, basically the voters veto anything. I mean, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, but that's why I said it's, it, to me, it was the best political job in America because. And uh, you still, we, feel, you still feel that way. I still feel that way. Yeah. And 
you know, I mean, whether I agree or disagree on certain issues, I still agree with that because when somebody comes into a county facility or a county hospital or urgent care, uh, the first question that they're asked and not asked is, are you Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, <laughs> Independent? Right? So going into a board meeting, your focus is on the issue. And solving Because the whether problem. you have an AIDS crisis, fourth district had the same AIDS crisis as the third district, the health care issues, the homelessness issue, all those kinds of things went across all five districts. And so instead of coming in and saying, you know, this is a Democratic issue or this is a Republican issue, we had to look at the issue and try to fix and solve the Amen problem. Amen to that. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. We're back with our county supervisor, former county supervisor, Don Kanabi. Don, let's talk about the future a bit. Uh, you have a unique perspective, having served 20 years in the uh, in the office of county supervisor. Uh, where are we going as a country? Where uh, where does this all end? How how much uh, dispute and uh, disagreement? And, and name calling can the country take? Well, I, I, let me preface my comment by just saying up front, I pray for this nation every day. And I literally do because I am very concerned about it. You know, I've got grandkids in the pipeline of going to college and their future and what they may have to live with. Um, I, I think it, it's either gonna have to take a major third party effort or someone that has that charisma or ability to bring people together uh, at the top uh, to change the direction we're headed. I mean, right now it's a fight. Everything's a fight. And the interesting thing, I mean, sometimes you have to get outside of California because the politics in the rest of the nation are a little bit different than the politics here in California. Uh, and so you have this situation where people really want tax reform. They want health care reform. They want all the issues that our current president had articulated. But, you know, without the dissension, without the tweets without, you know, these kinds of, you know, which creates the bickering, 
which creates a lack of decision making, which creates a scenario that how do you get it done? And then, you know, so what? So the, so congressional uh, approval rating plummets to 7%, big deal. That's not my issue. My issue is I want it at 80% or 90% because I want people working together. And I think, you know, the direction we're headed is very dangerous. And, I, and, and, the, and president, the president is a master communicator. Uh, he understands branding so well. And yet he seems to uh, encourage dissent and division within our country, which is not healthy. Well, that's what got him elected. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, and, and those other parties, the major players in both parties are doing the same thing. They're following along. You know, you know, you know, you know here's we could a, really redirect the president if the leadership of the House and the Senate work together as Republicans and Democrats on behalf of the nation. Bingo. Bingo. And, you know, that that's a scenario that could bring everybody back together. But until they sit down, I mean, so you have the leaders the other day refused to go to a meeting with the president. Come on. You know, years ago, President Kennedy, uh, former uh, President Kennedy, wrote a book before he became president called Profiles in Courage. Oh, yeah, I read it. And, <clears throat> and we see, uh, sadly, relatively few profiles in courage at the congressional level these days. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, because it's a game blame, blame game or pointing fingers or those kinds of things. And even those that want to step out yes. are silenced by their own party because they, the party can, the party can, can squeeze do it. I mean, he, 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 both sides, like I said, I mean, when you go back there, I mean, you know, you talk to someone, they want to do something and the caucus said, well, you know, and, and the worst thing about that, and it happens in the state legislature from time to time too, they hold them hostage for a vote, okay? They hold them hostage for a vote, even though it's not good public policy, said, no, we can't do that because we want to do this over here. We want to make that person look bad. And again, there goes your public policy. There is no good public policy when you have that kind of politic addressing the kinds of issues in the process that we have here in America. We are blessed as a nation. We have this great democracy. And you know what? And you can show how great it is with all this turmoil right now, with all this turmoil, still moving the forward. System. Still moving forward. The system knows what to do. And, and uh, it's that big and that large and that perfect in its own way. I mean, not a happy face, but, you know, people are getting you know, their entitlement programs and the safety net issues and those kinds of things. There's a fight how you do it, who you give it to, those kinds of things, but it's moving So forward. I hear an element of optimism in what you've just said about the future for our country. It, it, it looks dark and stormy right now. We don't see how we're getting out of it, but you believe we will. I believe we will. I mean, I, you know, there's that old saying, well, it was a dark and stormy night. Yes, the, uh, and it the is, captain right. was in his cabin. <laughs> right, the captain was in his cabin. Uh, but truly, uh, I'm optimistic about the future. I want to be optimistic. In any way I can play a part in that, I'm, I'm willing to do it because, you know, like I said, I've got all these grandkids, not all, I've got four grandchildren, but uh, I want their path forward to be the same opportunity and path that I had. Yeah. I mean, this kid from Rock Island, Illinois, in the banks of the Mississippi River, wind up in California in the best political job in America. Where else? Where else would that happen? And just for the record, as we come to the close of this segment, uh, you had a band in high school and played the sax. Right. And you told me once that that's where you learn to relate to people uh, under some kind of stress situations. Well, late yeah, night, it was. I mean, some I, guys it, mouthing yeah. off, and you have to handle it. Right, and, and bring you know a violent situation. You see somebody on the verge of a fight or something like yeah. that. 
But I said, you know, being sober and trying to deal with drunks at two or three o'clock <laughs> in the morning, you become very creative uh, and uh, how you handle those situations. But it really, I mean, it's been a learning experience. My days in my rock and roll band in high school, and I've always been involved in the community, you know, through my church or through the community. Yeah. Uh, Community-based organizations have always been a part of my life, uh, my wife's life and our kids' life. And, uh, you know, it's, and that's the way you sort of reach across the aisle and say, touch me, and then you start to work together. And I, right. as I told you before, one of the best solutions I used in my career was when things got tense over a phone or groups yeah. arguing, I bring them into a room with no windows. Yeah. You know, it's easy for, you know, to call somebody a jerk on the telephone, it's but hard. when you're looking in their eyes, yeah. you know, you say, well, wait a minute, you may be right. And all of a sudden the conversation goes from everybody shouting and yelling to say, well, maybe we can work together. And well, that's the way it ends. Well, I hope Don, that happens in Washington. Don, we're, we're glad you, you came to California. Yeah, I am glad I did too. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think Long Beach and Southern California are very fortunate to have a man of the quality and commitment of Don Canabi representing us uh, at the uh, county level for, for 20 years. So Don, thank you for your service and uh, you have a half minute to say whatever you want. No, Art, thank you for having me on and, and I've enjoyed our relationship over the years and it's always been a, a sounding board for me to, to be able to articulate, to get the message out there of issues that are very important to the people here in Southern California. And for that, uh, I appreciate that, and also dearly appreciate your friendship with you and Diane. Thank you so God much. Bless. And we wish you well in the next chapter of uh, already very successful yes. life. Thank you. Thank you at home for watching, and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.